from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. The uh, chestnut trees that were uh, native to America were mostly destroyed by a blight uh, a long time ago, and it's the uh, Chinese chestnut trees that are growing very well right now. They're able to breed them so tightly that that it will go along with the weather in your latitude area. And if you tried to grow that same cultivar, even 100 miles north, it might not grow as well. There was a chestnut hummus, which was absolutely delicious and people loved. So it's a pretty versatile thing. You can do a lot with it. I'm Sarah Fenske. Every fall, the Missouri Chestnut Roast Festival brings chestnut lovers and the chestnut curious to New Franklin, Missouri. The locally grown chestnuts earned positive reviews from people at this year's festival. It's hard to compare them to, like, anything else, really. Like, I don't think I've ever tasted anything like that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sweet. The, the texture sort of threw me off because I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. they're good. Yeah. I like them. And that is Daniel Black and Elizabeth DeMeyer of Columbia tasting chestnuts at the Missouri Chestnut Roast Festival. Now, this annual festival isn't just about local nuts. It's also about the possibilities that could come with their cultivation. The festival is held at the MU Horticulture and Agroforestry Research Center Farm. And there, the University of Missouri actively explores markets and marketing techniques for Missouri-grown chestnuts. And joining us now with more on this story is Jonathan All. He is St. Louis Public Radio's Rolla correspondent. He's the Missouri reporter for Harvest Public Media, and he has a story about this up on our website right at this moment. So, Jonathan, welcome. Pleasure to be here, Sarah. Thank you. So, Jonathan, is there really a good economic reason for uh, Missouri farmers to get into the chestnut business at this time? There can be. If you are looking to run a small farm profitably, chestnuts might be the answer because um, they're, they're high value. Um, you can make a living on, you know, some people say as little as five acres of it. Hmm. Uh, there's a certain amount of labor involved, but it's, you know, not much more than farming. And in a world where to make money on a row crop like corn or soybeans, you really have to have more than a thousand acres. Um, if you want a small farm, this might be the way to do it. Hmm. And so what's being grown now in Missouri? These are actually Chinese chestnuts. How are they different than ones that would be native to the U.S.? That's a wonderful question and one that I didn't really get to in my story for time. But the American chestnut was a very, very common tree in the eastern half of the country. But a blight that came in um, wiped out almost the entire crop. And, and all, it's really hard to find a native American chestnut tree anymore. Mm. So what they're growing here are Chinese chestnuts, which tend to be bigger. They tend to be tastier. But there is a certain faction out there that wants to try to bring back the American chestnut tree. But that seemed to be like three stages off from my story <laughs> in, in a completely different issue. But it is worth acknowledging that that the uh, chestnut trees that were uh, native to America were mostly destroyed by a blight mm. uh, a long time ago, and it's the uh, Chinese chestnut trees that are growing very well right now. So what makes these Chinese chestnut trees so good for Missouri? 
Well, it's the climate, and uh, the other thing is the well, you know, the people at the University of Missouri they do what are called cultivars, which is really just like different breeds and very modest differences in the in the the, the chestnuts, and they're able to breed them so tightly that that it will go along with the weather in your latitude area. And if you tried to grow that same cultivar, even 100 miles north, it might not grow as well. So I think that they've been very good at matching exact breeds and cultivars to the exact geography. And it goes well in Missouri. And they, they've also had success in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania. So they're able to, to, to find the right one that works in the right climate. And Missouri has definitely had some success with that. Mm, so there's some plant science that goes into this. There's a lot of plant science that goes into it. And really, it's like any other kind of agriculture. There's a lot of plant science. So you talk to some farmers who are doing this. Uh, Bill Stouffer owns a 200-year-old family farm. This is in Tipton in central Missouri. He told you that after decades growing corn and soybeans, he wanted to reduce the size of his farm to leave his kids with something more manageable. He ended up planting 20 acres of chestnut trees in 2009. And about three years later, he told you, they started to produce. Generally speaking, they start dropping nuts on the 20th. And... uh, so we opened up our website on the 22nd. In, in four, five hours, we, we had over 100 orders. Uh, I mean, there's tremendous demand for chestnuts. So that's Bill Stouffer. Jonathan, I'm kind of taken aback. Where does this tremendous demand for chestnuts come from? <laughs> well, it comes from, uh, it mostly comes from people who have really fond memories of some kind of chestnut thing in their past. Um, you know, a holiday tradition of, of, uh, of roasting chestnuts on an open fire, for example. Or for some families, chestnut dressing is what you absolutely have to have on Thanksgiving. So some for some people, it's that. For some people, it's just, it's a very fall taste. It's very earthy. Um, one of the tasters that I talked to um, talked about the, the texture catching them off guard. Well, that's because the texture's kind of soft. It's more like a, a cooked potato or maybe a chickpea. Mm-hmm. It's not crunchy. It's, it's softer. Um, so th- th- they tend to be people who, um, who have these very positive memories of them, and it's kind of a, a tradition. But also, they're, they, they're very versatile. You can make them into a lot of different things. The, the big thing that, uh, that came up... Um, in uh, at the festival was there was a chestnut hummus which was absolutely delicious and people loved. So it's a pretty versatile thing. You can do a lot with it, and a lot of people really like it. So how much are these farmers making per acre? Well, if you know that anything about farmers, they are a little bit hesitant to tell you too much mm. about how they make, how much they make. But, you know, chestnuts go for $6 a pound. Even in a bad year, you can get 1,000 pounds of chestnuts per acre. So, you know, even when things are a little bit lean, you know, you can gross about $6,000 um, uh, uh, per, per acre. And that's a lot more than you get in corner beans. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling sold on this. I want to go grow some Chinese chestnut trees. You've said the big challenge here is marketing the crop. Is that something the state is actively involved in? 
Well, yes, because well, but it's a little bit deceiving because with marketing, they don't have to do any marketing right now because right now the the demand is so much higher than the supply. Bill Stouffer, no mar- his marketing budget is zero. He sends out an email and posts it on his website. He sells out. Wow. Um. So, but if we do get to the point where we can meet the the, the demand, then there might be the thing of well, then we need to start you know trying to get more people interested in chestnuts. Um, but, you know, the Chestnut Festival, the University of Missouri certainly doing it, the market research they're doing. Yes, there are definitely people who are trying to get say, hey, there's this great chestnut. You should have some. So do you see Missouri-grown chestnuts being something we'll see in grocery stores anytime soon? Well, and that's where it gets a little tricky. Chestnuts are actually alive. They are a living organism. So when they fall from the tree, you are on the clock before they they go bad. And um, you can slow that process by refrigerating them. But really, I, you might see them in grocery stores, but only for a, a few week period. Uh, you know, I don't think there's, you'd be hard pressed to find a decent chestnut anywhere in April. Okay, well, there's the rub on this. Jonathan, I got to ask you one last quick question. When you were at yeah. the Chestnut Festival, did you try these guys and did you like them? Yes and yes. My childhood memory is growing up in Chicago, we'd go down and look at the department store windows and there'd be people selling chestnuts on a roasting on an open fire and and we would eat them and they were delicious and that's my chestnut memory. That's a chestnut memory from Jonathan All. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.